The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Though you heard us mentioning earlier on the ESRI gambling report that revealed that one in every 30 adults in this state has a gambling problem. Well, with me is Oshin McAlvin, who is a, a convoy, I should say, who is a, a counsellor. He's also a former Armagh footballer. Good afternoon, Oshin. Anton, how's things? It's very good. Oshin, I was reading your account of your own personal experience and I'm sorry to drag you into it, but I think it's it's worth it because gambling is one of those things where I suspect there are some people who feel that unlike a drug or unlike an alcohol or a tobacco, that the addiction is somehow less. And your description of your experience of rock bottom or close to it on a, a trip to London I think it's a very stark outline of exactly what a gambling addiction is when you're in the throes of it. Would you mind recounting that for us? Yeah, no, I, I had gone to uh, I'd gone to London for a, for a back operation. I picked up an injury early in the season. Gone to um, London, um, flew into London, got the operation done. Um, wasn't staying in the hospital. Was staying in a, a local hotel. Literally, you know. V- not fit to walk, but I managed to make myself make my way to a bookies. Um, I think I had five hundred pound in my pocket, all in twenty pound notes. Uh, the first thing I did was go up and change uh twenty quid into a tenner and two fivers, and I put fifteen quid and I stuffed it into my pocket because I wasn't going to touch that because that was for the taxi. Um, then the the next morning to go back to the to the airport. Um, and I gambled and I won the loss and I won the loss as I usually did and eventually I lost and I lost and I lost until the only money I had in my pocket was the 15 quid um, I started to shake uncontrollably in the bookies because um, I didn't want to gamble uh, I knew the consequences of, of taking that 15 pound out and, and having a bet but I took it out um, needless to say and because I was compulsive uh, and, and I knew I wasn't getting out of that bookies um, and I actually contemplated, believe it or not, crawling on my hands and knees to get out of there. Um, but instead of that, I rode a docket out, put 15 quid in a horse. The horse was beaten. Um, I managed to scramble out through the door, uh, back to the hotel, set me alarm for three o'clock in the morning. I walked eight and a half mile to, to the airport. Um, and at that stage, I, I, um, I contemplated suicide. And the reason for that was because, that was as low as it'd been, and I convinced myself that uh, I would give myself one more chance, that I would never gamble again. Um, and I convinced myself of that. Got on the got on the plane, uh, flew home back to Dublin. Somebody picked me up at the airport. Got home. I was sitting in the kitchen with my mum. Uh, again, I, I I was starting to say to myself, just just tell the woman what's going on, because I knew if I shared it with, with one more one other human being that it, things might change. Um, and instead of that, I waited for her to get up off her seat, and I went and took every penny that she had in a bag and every penny that was in that kitchen or anything that was worth anything. And about twenty minutes later, I was having a bed again. And I suppose uh the reason why that story is so stark is because it's just exactly what you say is because you know when it's a substance involved people have more of an understanding of it but uh, like a lot of people would have said to me during my gambling just just stop why don't you just stop but it's not as easy as that it's an addiction it's an affliction it's and and at this moment in time it's it's an absolute ep- epidemic in in the country that we live in so um you know i i i couldn't um bring myself to 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 admit it to somebody else because i thought that was worse 
uh, than actually, you know, getting help for something which was which almost cost me my life. But uh, eventually, I was one one of the lucky ones. I did hold my hands up one day, and and uh, and my life changed from that point. But that level of uh, compulsion. I mean, the, where you describe physically shaking in the bookies, trying not to do the bet, coming off a back operation and deciding you'll spend your last fifteen pound and ending up having to walk eight miles. And then even knowing all of that, stealing from your own mother the next day. I mean, there, 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 is, there is no compulsion comparable. How, does, how do you get to the point, how does anybody get to the point where you stop that? Um, well, I think there's, there's, there's a realisation for a lot of people way before the end that, that the end is nay and that there's no way you can continue like this. And that's why the majority of people, like we see in a lots of interventions of people who are who are strung out in drugs or 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 are uh, or are drinking heavily, because people see it's people see the visible signs. It's very very obvious. Whereas with gambling, it's very very hidden. So you only ask for help at crisis point. Ninety nine point nine percent of people who are gambling ask for help when it gets to absolute crisis. And uh, and I think that's the thing. And I think it's a very hidden thing now. I think 20 years ago, a lot of people, well, the majority of people who gamble went into bookies' offices. Now, like, the majority of people realistically uh, don't go near bookies anymore. They gamble on the phone or tablet. You know, they gamble in secret. They gamble on the toilet, laying in bed, they get, uh, everywhere. And, uh, and I think we're at a situation now where, um, you know, the... Advertising is is at saturation point, and I think if we want to gamble, we can gamble anywhere, any time, any place, on anything. So I think I think there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of questions to be answered as far as how we have got to this stage. We still have the same gambling um, regulations that we had in in what 1950, and we've done we've managed to to get to 2023, haven't done little or nothing about it. And you as a counsellor, do you come across people who have gambling problems, who have hidden gambling addictions? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the majority of people who, who, who I see, you know, the first thing they'll say to me is, I don't want anybody to know about this. And uh, they try and make their way through that. That is a very difficult thing. I also get a lot of, um, a lot of spouses who come to me and say, listen, you know, the, the, the house has been gambled from around us and we knew nothing about it. Now, now, that is that that case there is actually really really frequent and more frequent than people realize because again uh, we always think well one that like when you when you're drinking you don't think one more drink is going to help you but when you're gambling you think one more bet one more big win and I'm going to sort out all my problems so it's unique gambling is unique in in that way in that we think uh, the solution to our problem is to go deeper into our problem. And the other thing is that gambling is the highest rate of suicide because of the, of that fact, because it is so secretive, it is so hidden. And I assume as well it is one of those things where as you get to the point where you have to reveal it, the difficulty of revealing it is at its most acute because it is probably at the point where you have racked up maximum losses or have caused yourself maximum problems. Again, yeah, it's 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 usually at at crisis point. It's usually when most the majority of things have have walked out the door. Like like um, you know, a lot of people first thing people think about when they think about gambling is they think about finances. 
So they think about, you know, the devastation, the, the the financial bankruptcy, but they don't think about the emotional bankruptcy. I thought my biggest problem when I went into treatment was how was I going to pay that mo- pay the debts back? But in actual fact, it was all the other stuff that surrounded that. And it was the emotional damage. It was also like, you know, I get it. When I come on the radio, I talk about me, I talk about what happened to me, but it's the people around it was the people around me as well that you know that i was affecting so much by by my addiction and and i think that's the the other thing that that um that families will tell you frequently is that they're not only destroying the attic is not only destroying their own lives but but uh, but that of the people around them so so what do you do Oshin, to try to combat it because i think about countries like if i would talk to friends of mine in the states where they would be in in states where gambling is illegal and a yep. lot of people have their own bookmaker who they call and they still place bets and they still know what the spread is on the big NFL games and it is still a major problem, albeit a black market problem. So what do you do? Well, well, there's there's a couple of things that really need to happen. I mean, legislation. I mean, we have a legislation. Uh, there's, a, there's a gambling bill sitting there from 2011 or 13. I can't really remember. It's, it's been that long. I even forget when it came out. But I think it might have been 2013. It was approved by the by the by the gaming commission for, by uh, by the bookmakers, and we have sat on that for ten years and not a word about it. And and in that time, there's no regulation. Okay, so anybody who's been in Australia, I don't know Anton if you've been in Australia, but basically, you go into if you go into any bar, you're able to place a bet because there's bookies literally everywhere. Now, recently, there was visitors here from. Uh, from from Australia, and one of the things they kept saying is that is is this the Wild West? And when I think about that, uh, if you go into a bookies in in Australia and you try and place a, a bet of two uh, two thousand or more, you'll be asked for your passport and you'll be asked for your bank statements. Okay, if you go in to try and place a, a, a bet here, you are supposed to be treated in the same way, but you won't be, and that's because there is zero regulation. And regardless of what the bookmakers say or what the government tell you, um, all of the stuff that that is planned or or all of the uh, the, the nice fluffy language that we talk about um, and all these things that we have in place, there is none of them being implemented, and uh, and that is a that is a massive problem. The other problem is online. You go online. I know kids. I be in schools. You know, on a on a well, I used to be on in schools on a semi regular basis talking to kids at fourteen and fifteen years of age, and they will tell you that they have uh, their own gambling app. And so you go onto a gambling app, and you'll be asked, "Are you eighteen?" To which you answer, "Yes." Doesn't matter what age you are, uh, and there's no follow up as far as identification or anything else is concerned. So kids are starting to gamble at fourteen years of age. You ask me what my biggest problem was. I started gambling Anton at fourteen years of age. I wasn't making an informed decision about what I was doing. If I had to get to eighteen, maybe there was a, there was a slight chance for me to gamble in a responsible way. I'm not saying I would have, but there was at least a chance. But but when you start gambling at fourteen and fifteen years of age, you literally have no chance. And I and I welcome this study. But I also, I there's also an asterisk beside it for me because I think that the numbers, as regards this study, are shocking for people. But I actually think they're very conservative. 
Well, we're going to be talking more about it after six, particularly around the, the legislative and policy response that may need to be taken uh, in respect of it. Oshin McConville, thank you very much for coming on. That is former Armagh footballer and now councillor Oshin McConville. A lot of text, uh, baffling how news talk and debate gambling with one hand and then with the other encourages with the cash machine. Another, I think this discussion is really important. It's a hidden epidemic in Ireland, which is destroying whole families. Another, I can say safely that I have an addictive personality. I've been addicted to many things, luckily not gambling. I imagine it's probably one of the worst. However, online gambling is so easy, it should be banned. I don't tend to believe in banning things, but uh, online gambling is hugely dangerous. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.